Welcome to the Articulate Women Podcast, where women of faith share from the heart. I am your host, Melissa Buckley. In 1979, Spencer W. Kimball, prophet of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, said that much of the major growth that is coming to the church in the last days will happen to the degree that the women of the church reflect righteousness and articulateness in their lives. Then, in 2015, Russell M. Nelson told us that we are, in fact, those women that were prophesied of. If you ever wonder what it means to be articulate and how you fit into that prophecy, you are in the right place. Because no matter how articulate you feel, I know that your voice matters. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to share this episode with you. It's actually a clip taken from my interview with Allie Barnes, and it was such a powerful conversation. I knew it needed to be its own episode. She talks about the difference between a faith crisis and a culture crisis, and I just love this idea. She gives a great example of how we can pull those two things apart and use it as a vehicle to expand our faith. I think you're really going to enjoy it. We, for many months, um, haven't been able to go to church in person, which has been very interesting. And I've kind of appreciated the opportunity to step back and consider, you know, my own personal beliefs and um, just study on my own time. It's been a very unique opportunity that, you know, we have not had in this kind of way before, Um, as hard as it is. I completely agree. Yeah. It's such a unique experience for all of us. Yeah. So, but one of the things, you know, I I started with everything going on this year, kind of having a faith crisis or I thought was a faith crisis, um, you know, and I don't need to necessarily go into details because I'm not right now personally really concerned with that. But um, what I kind of eventually got to is that there are so many aspects of the church, you know, and, and for me, the things like, for example, I mentioned, I don't like big groups of people. So I don't always love going to church. I love the gospel, mm. but I don't always love being surrounded by so many people all of, all of the time. Um, and so sometimes it's harder than other days to get there. Um, but I realized that a lot of these things don't necessarily have to do with the doctrine and it comes down to yeah it comes down to i know that the book of mormon is true and i know the spirit that i have felt when i share about the first vision um when joseph smith saw our savior and our heavenly father appear to him uh and those are two things that i can't take away and those are the things that the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints ultimately rests on you know I've, I've heard someone say if the book of mormon is true then the church is true you know like that is that is the book that goes along with yeah. the bible that we exclusively believe in um so i've kind of as i was thinking about that today i realized that it's it's more of a uh culture crisis instead of a faith crisis where there's still some things culturally that i um or even structurally sometimes with the church that I'm still working out, but it's really cool to kind of become more aware of those pieces of doctrine that I just have this firm belief in. And that kind of goes along with being articulate about my faith because because I've defined this now, I feel more confident in sharing that 
in my conviction that it's true. Um, and, and that's just, I, I think, really cool. It's taken my faith to a place that it hasn't necessarily been before. Because I think for a long time, I've been kind of afraid of having a faith crisis, you know, because a lot of people, um, I mean, not like a ton, but like I've recognized people over the years who have left the church. And, and I was worried that I was going to be one of them. And so I didn't want to think about it. But there is power in asking questions because I think. Oh, that, absolutely. Yes. I don't think we should be afraid of expanding our faith. And sometimes that will take you perhaps out of the LDS church in even one way or the other, because I recognize truth in a lot of places in the world and in religions. There's so much truth in so many places. And that's worth acknowledging and learning from and letting that positively influence our relationship with our Savior. And you don't have to be afraid of that. And I'm not as afraid of that anymore, even though it doesn't look like this perfect box that we sometimes put things in, you know? Um, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I loved all the things you just said. (laughs) Um, I love the idea of a culture crisis versus a faith crisis, because I think so often it's easy to confuse the two, Mm -hmm. Um, especially with COVID, because now you're just left with the doctrine and the scriptures and your personal faith practice, you might call it, and the way that you worship on your own versus worshiping within the structure of a church meeting or whatever else. Um, and to kind of separate those two. And I've even found that it, it helps me take more ownership of my faith and my praise and my relationship with heavenly father. And that's a very empowering thing. It shouldn't be like a, you know, why isn't the church doing this? Why isn't the church doing that? I'm like, well, you can do that on your own, (laughs) you know, like taking, taking, I just remember the first lesson of the come follow me manual when they started it in 2019 was that conversion is your own responsibility. And I just think we have all continued to learn that over and over again this last year, that your relationship with Jesus Christ is ultimately your own responsibility. And I think that you've just explained that so well. Um, And it's, I think it's absolutely true that there is truth in a lot of places. Um, I'm going to share a little bit more about this in another episode, but I did a lot of studying about um, the Protestant Reformation and other um, religious denominations in preparation for April conference and studying the restoration and all of that. And I just found that like every church was like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's not quite that. You know, there was always like, goodness in every sect, but there wasn't, you know, for me, it was like, well, we have all of the pieces and you have just some of them, but you know, everyone was like, Jesus is the savior and we want to serve and be good. And I was like, exactly. Like the core doctrine they usually had, right. And to like dismiss people just because they don't have all of the pieces or they prefer a different way to worship, like is not a Christian thing to do. Um, but I just love um, the idea of embracing the questions and embracing the struggle behind that because I think you're absolutely right. It helps to help you define your own faith and look inside instead of looking around. And that can be a a very powerful experience. Yes. Um, And I think I was just talking to a friend about this, about how you know, we're told that it's a straight and narrow path. And so some people see it as like the 
life and the gospel and everything is point A, B, C, D. Mm. But it's everywhere. <laughs> like it's, you know, our, my path does not look like how I thought it would, you know, and, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's uh, two steps forward, one step back or, or whatever it is, or kind of takes this weird do- detour that I didn't expect. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, the hope is that no matter where our faith takes us, wherever the questions take us, wherever our, our, culture or faith crises take us that, I mean, hopefully they'll bring us closer to our heavenly father, which is ultimately the goal, right? Absolutely. And and there are some amazing Christians who, um, I are, are so devout and I learned so many things from them. And it's, that's one of the blessings of Instagram is I follow some women of other faiths and I learn from them and I learn so much and I love their faith and I am so inspired by it. Um, I think of, uh, oh man, what is it called? Um, a small seed, the small seed. Oh yes. I love them. Right. Or multiply goodness. Multiply goodness. is. Oh, they're great yeah. too. Yeah. So but they're the <laughs> ones who I think it's, you know, the small seed is part of that, but they, uh, talk to women of different faiths and have this beautiful Bible study. And in the manual, you know, depending on who wrote each day's lesson, uh, sometimes they use different, versions of the Bible. And, you know, I was taught growing up, like the King James version is the one most correct Bible, like, and it kind of made it sound like all the other ones are like evil, you know? Oh, I, I completely and, agree. Yeah. I remember like realizing like, why do, what's wrong with the other translations? Cause, um, there's another podcast, um, the scripture study project. And in fact, I think Melanie and her husband do it and she used to be part of the small seed team. So mm. anyway, but she likes the Christian standard version and it's still great. It's just like, sometimes it's, it's less biblical sounding. So it's easier to relate to. And yeah. like, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think, you know, even if some of the interpretations are a little off, but also the, it, I would say most of the truth is still, you know, it's yeah, it's not it's, completely it's, changing everything. Totally. It's still like Jesus is your savior. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, they, they didn't change that part. Yeah. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> it's just someone else now. <laughs> no, it's not that. So, but I love that. Like, so my mom does that study and, and she, she loved learning from different scriptures. And so she started, mm-hmm. and I've started doing this too. You know, when I read a scripture, sometimes I'll go online and I'll look at different versions just to see how they're written because sometimes it helps me understand differently or it's so poetic that I just, mm-hmm. I love how it's said. Um, Cause sometimes the King James Bible is just not very poetic, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but sometimes it is, but um, yeah. she has started collecting different Bibles. So she just, oh, you know, cool. my mom, my mom is amazing. Just she's probably gonna be listening to this. Hi, mom. I love you. Um, <laughs> Her mom so, is great. By so the way. great. I will second that. Yay! She's so great. Um, but she started collecting different Bibles. Um, just I think even at thrift stores, she finds them at thrift stores. So they're it's not oh, like cool. she's. Yeah, she's so she just on her uh, side table where she does her scripture study in the living room. She just has multiple Bibles available so that she can, you know, kind of look at different interpretations or, you know, um, yeah, it's just, it's really cool. And I love that she's doing that. And I, I hope to do more of that in the future, like outside of just Google, I want to get like an actual 
physical other translation because I think there's so much value in that and expanding our view of our Heavenly Father and of truth and and of all of that. Oh, absolutely. Um, one account I love to follow is the Chara Project. I think I'm saying that right. They have a, a study Bible that's just for women. And I won one on a giveaway and I'm like obsessed with it. It's so cool. Um, but we will um, include some of these great accounts in the show notes. And Ali, if you have other accounts that you love, we'll include those as well. Um, but I just like I've even heard from returned missionaries that served in a different language that different translations into another language bring more clarity to a word or a scripture or a verse. And like that second um, version is just helpful in deepening their understanding. Yes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm so glad that we're, you know, that's just so different than what I was raised with, you know? Oh, completely. (laughs) I'm just so glad that we're like opening this door and just, you know, that, even that invitation to, uh, to just learn more, I think is just so valuable. You know, like I said, you don't have to be afraid of, of different versions of truth or different truths. You know, it's, it's so many places. It can be just how someone shares the Bible in a different way. I just love it. Thank you so much for being here for today's episode. Your support means the world to me. Please share this episode with a friend if you think it would help them. Subscribing or leaving a rating and review goes a long way to helping others find the podcast more easily. Being articulate looks different for everyone, but I hope today's guest helped to enlighten your mind and see God and faith in a new way. Prophets of this generation have asked women to stand up and speak out in major ways. I hope this episode has given you clarity and courage to do just that. You may not think you are as articulate as you would like to be, but I can testify that your voice matters and that you can make a difference that no one else can.